I'll have you know this is our last Sunday with the Gospel of John. For now. Today in the church's liturgical calendar, we mark the ascension of the Lord, the moment when Jesus uh, ascended uh, to be with God. I'm not going to speak too much to this moment. Uh, The Spirit led my sermon in another direction. However, I do believe the ascension is incredibly important in the lives of the faithful because it reminds us that we cannot limit God. You see, while God came to us in the flesh in the person of of Jesus, Jesus' ascension tells us that, well, we cannot restrict God to any one place. And so Jesus' ascension isn't so much about his leaving his disciples, us, the world, but rather is about his presence spreading. God chose to be located in our physical world so that God may be accessible to the world. Simultaneously, God refuses to be limited. So no building, no people, no book, no religion can limit God's ability to be accessible to all people. So the ascension, in essence, comes down to freedom. Freedom to be present. Freedom that keeps God free to love and move throughout the world, as well as keeps people free to live and love and know God throughout the world without restrictions, without boundaries. Which brings me to my sermon. In the course of his prayer in today's gospel, three times Jesus asked God that we would all become one, as he and God are one. If Jesus is praying for our oneness, then he is also recognizing and rejecting the boundaries and differences that divide us. There are divisions within ourselves, our families, our churches, and certainly in this nation. We live in a world full of divisions. Male, female, rich, poor, gay, straight, Hispanic, Anglo, Christian, Muslim, conservative, liberal, educated, uneducated, young, old, heaven, earth, divine, human, orthodox, heretic. I could go on and on listing the boundaries that we encounter, and that we all too often establish and promote. However, they're not just divisions, they are about oppositions. These divisions exist not only out there in the world, but primarily and first in the human heart. We project onto the world our fragmented lives. It starts with us. For every boundary we establish, there is a human being. Every boundary, there is a human being. Ultimately, boundaries and differences are not about issues. They're about real people with names and lives and joys and sorrows and concerns and needs just like you and me. And I think we sometimes forget or ignore that truth 
since it is easier to deal with an issue than it is to deal with a real person. Whether or not we admit it, the boundaries we establish and enforce are usually done in such a way as to favor us, favor me, favor you, to make us feel okay, to reassure us that we are, that we are right, that we are in control, chosen and desired, seen and recognized, approved and accepted. In order for me to win, someone must lose. In order for me to be included, someone needs to be excluded. Otherwise, winning and being included, well, kind of means nothing. kind of sucks. The divisions of our lives are really, in some ways, become for us self-perpetuating. And we often deal with those boundaries and those differences that divide us by writing agreements and, and covenants and, and treaties and legislation that, that govern how we will get along with, with each other and behave in the midst of our, our differences. But what's funny is that is not Jesus' prayer for us. Jesus does not pray for our tolerance. He does not pray for us getting along or just being nice to one another. He does not even pray that our differences would be eliminated. Instead, he prays for our oneness. He prays that we would be one as he and God are one, so that our oneness would be the revelation of God's presence in the world. Did you catch that? Our oneness becomes the revelation of God's presence in the world. Oneness in the midst of difference becomes a sacramental presence of God's life in the world. We become a sacramental presence when we live as one. That does not mean, however, that we lose our identity or individuality. Jesus does not stop being Jesus and God does not stop being God because they are one. Oneness is less about numbers and quantity and more qualitative. God and Jesus are one because they love and give themselves to each other. Oneness is a quality of life, God's life. Jesus' prayer for oneness is ultimately that we, that you and I, would be and live like God. That's the purpose of the prayer. And so oneness is not about eliminating differences. It is about, you guessed it, love. It was right there, wasn't it? I didn't tell you, love. It's about love. Love is the only thing that ever overcomes division. It's the only thing. Over and over and over and over and over again, Jesus tells us this. Love God, love your neighbor, love yourself, love your enemy. Love God, love your neighbor, love yourself, love your enemy. There's a theme there. 
theme just keeps cycling. Theme. Our love for God, for self, for neighbor, for enemy, reveals our oneness. And the measure of our oneness, our God-likeness, is love. Love is the measure. In love, there may be differences, but there is no division. There is no division in love. And God's love knows no boundaries. God loves each and every one of us. Male, female, rich, poor, gay, straight, Hispanic, Anglo, Christian, Muslim, conservative, liberal, educated, uneducated. All of us. All are loved fully, completely, uniquely, uniquely and equally. God does not even draw the boundaries between Jesus and us. If we think that God loves Jesus more than anyone else, we have missed the point of the gospel. That train's left the station. God loves you the same as God loves Jesus. God loves your neighbor the same as God loves Jesus. God loves your enemy, and boy, that's tough. God loves your enemy the same as God loves Jesus. If that is how God loves, how can we do anything less? And more importantly, how can we still call ourselves Christian to do anything less? You can't. You cannot call yourself Christian and do anything less. For far too long, we have dealt with each other through our boundaries our differences, our divisions. And you can see where that has gotten us in the world. You need only look at the news. Read a newspaper, open an app, turn on CNN if you have the courage. When we deal with others through our divisions, our boundaries, all all we do is label All we do is lay a foundation for violence. All we do is marginalize. And then we spend the rest of our lives defending our position to the last breath. And there is no oneness in that. There never will be. Ever. Although Jesus' prayer is to God in today's gospel, You and I, we, will in large part be the ones to answer his prayer. It's on us to answer his prayer. And we answer his prayer every time we choose to love instead of draw a boundary, instead of honor a division, instead of label him or her as different. Every time We choose to love. We answer the prayer. So I wonder in your life, where are your boundaries? Where are your divisions? Who are those people you refuse to love? And we all have them. Acknowledge them. See them. 
And then, as an exercise for yourself, begin opening your heart to love them. Thanks be to God. Amen.